trade efficiency with NACFI's Mike Roth and Friends. In episode 75, we're joined by Christina Commendator, Editor-in-Chief at Fleet Owner, where she shares the unique place Fleet Owner occupies in the trucking industry media, the role of a trucking journalist, and about her career path. She also comments on how she thinks NACFI is doing, the opportunities in the trucking industry, why it's a great place for young people to work, and the progress the industry has made in the areas of diversity and inclusion. Today we have joining us Christina Commendator. She's editor-in-chief of Fleet Owner Magazine, and I'm just really thrilled to, to talk with you today, Christina. We uh, we, we communicate at least weekly, and um, but it's really good to, to chat with you. We do. And yes, I am thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the invite. Yeah, you know, we titled this podcast uh, Freight Efficiency with NACFI's Mike Growth and Friends. So, um, all right, the big question I ask every time, how did we become friends? Do you remember? So, first of all, I'm incredibly honored that you even think of me as a friend because you're, frankly, one of the coolest people that I've met in this industry. So, I'm just happy that you think of me that way. Um, careful. I use these I use these podcasts to make my head bigger, even bigger. So, be careful. <laughs> So I'll talk kind of a little bit about how we, I think, first initially met. We we met back in 2015 when I first started working at Fleet Owner as the associate editor at the time, and Jim Mealy was the editor-in-chief. So I just remember him telling me a lot about you and that you were just this great, unbiased resource who had an engineering background, which, you know, I thought was pretty cool. So you and I just really kind of, we talked at shows just briefly, mainly just in interviews, things like that. but. I don't remember us really hitting it off as friends, maybe until about two years ago. So I want to say that it was at that Shell dinner in Nashville during ATA. Is that correct? Maybe. Yeah, I think that's I think that's probably correct. I'm guessing Letty was along. She was. So we sat across from each other and Letty and I just really hit it off. And she and I talked about every single thing that you could think of under the sun. I think we were just talking about wine and love and loss and friendship and you know the, the conversation just kind of took took a very personal turn and um you chimed in a few times and then after that I think that the, that's when you and I really developed more of this friendship that we have today so I say you know all the credit goes to Letty <laughs> you know and I think um you're the first to admit it um but I get <laughs> I think I've got a lot of industry friends that um that I came by um because um, Letty was a friend first. You're the first to admit it. So it's good. <laughs> you know, so I, 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 and wonderful. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, I, uh, you know, I blog on fleet owner every week and um, you know, you have a, a, a thing called idea exchange and just, first of all, thank you for letting us, you know, put our thoughts out there. And um, uh, you know, but, but I looked back, I, it shocked me when I did the first blog was in August of 2014 my goodness, is eight and a half years ago. And I think we're right around 400. Um, and so, geez, I just look at that. And, you know, Denise Rondini helps me uh, put those thoughts together each week. And can't believe, you know, I've had something to say 400 different times. <laughs> so it's it's funny that you say that because I actually remember Jim Mealy um, when I was coming on saying that they had just started these idea exchange blogs. And I think you were one of the first ones. And your column really has been a big hit. 
most weeks. And I think last year when we did our top 10 roundup for the end of 2022, your Tesla semi column was number one. And then um, your salute to truck drivers column came in at number five. So I like that you 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 focus on you know the events that NACFI is focusing on in the industry, but you also you know take the time to talk about other things too. You know you, you had a column on kind of all of us getting back out on the road after the pandemic with you know time to pack your bags, and that was a cool one that had a lot of engagement. So it's funny which ones get the most engagement. Sometimes they're the ones that you don't necessarily think would, but they're successful. Yeah, it's uh. And so we try to, we we're pretty intentional on being a little, you know, I call it with the NACFI team, you know, be edgy in our blogging and in some of our presentations and so forth. I mean, we're going to be less edgy or, or or more intentional with our reports and some of our, you know, more detailed stuff. But um, no, again, thanks for that. So walk us through Fleet Owner. I mean, what's the sort of the history? What's your, you know, the magazine? And I don't even call it a magazine anymore. I mean, what, how do we describe it? Um but tell us about, you know, the unique place that that it sits in, um, you know, the trucking industry media world. For sure. I mean, Fleet Owner has been around for 95 years as a print publication. So the very first issue was published in 1928. So and we still do print. So I would say that we are for, first and foremost, a magazine. But in the beginning, the publication really covered everything from the boom of the trucking industry in the 1920s to deregulation. And then the Motor Carrier Safety Act of 1984 to ELDs and now everything going on with emissions regulations and the push toward decarbonization efforts. So Fleet Owner now is part of Endeavor Business Media's commercial vehicle group. And we still serve commercial truck fleet executives and operations managers. We still do publish that print magazine, like I said, but most of our day-to-day -day work now is really on our website and focusing on growing our audience engagement. So we just unleashed a new video series called the Fleet Owner Pre-Trip. Uh, that's headed up by our executive editor, Josh Fisher, who you know very well. Um, and we'd love to have you as a guest, by the way. So just gonna put that out there. And um, you know, down the road, I'm hoping that we can get more of a podcast going. We have so many ideas, but I need to rein it in a bit because every day I feel like I have a new idea that pops into my head. So I need to sit down with my team and people like Josh kind of bring me back down to reality. <laughs> so we, a lot of us blog, a lot of us, you know, make comments, any of us can tweet or put a LinkedIn post out with a picture. You know, I might be at a truck show and can do that. I mean, how do you in the press, the traditional trucking media view us? I mean, are we a, I got to believe there's times where, you know, we're out there making statements and doing things that that you got to look at us and go, wait a minute, that's not good journalism. They haven't thought this through or that through. I mean, just kind of give us some insight from your side, um, you know, how storytelling and reporting is going with so many people actively doing it through social media. So I think our role as traditional journalists is to provide an unbiased look at all sides. So what we try to accomplish in our stories and you know a lot of our more in-depth features is trying to get a lot of different voices in there so that we could tell that story that we feel is objective and that 
our end user, so the fleet executive or manager, could use to help them run their day-to-day operations, things like that. So that's our objective at Fleet Owner. And I think in, I don't want to speak for the rest of my trucking journalist friends, but I feel the same way. There's a lot of vetting. There's a lot of fact-checking. If someone posts something on a blog that looks outlandish, verifying that, you know, the New York Times did a story, I think last year, well, in 2022, on um, training and why there's such a huge, huge training problem in the industry, but they only talked to the people who were being harassed or had all of these issues and they didn't really get the other side. So we just try to give the whole broader view. How are we doing as an organization um, when you are out there talking to a lot of the players, whether they're fleets or manufacturers or or even in the you know regulators and you know trucking associations, et cetera? I mean, um, you want to give us a grade or at least uh, tell us how you think uh, we're doing or what what we should be doing more of? Well, I would I would give you guys an A. I think that you I when I think of NACFI, I think of realistic guidance for just sustainable trucking and cleaner freight movement. So you're you're really great at giving fleets that starting point to reducing fuel consumption. And maybe those who are thinking about beginning their zero emissions journey, they should really come to you. As a journalist, I rely on your confidence reports and your guidance reports when I'm covering anything related to zero emissions technology. I'm currently working on a story on near zero emissions for long haul. So I will be utilizing um, one of your guidance reports that is coming out on hydrogen. (laughs) So you really excel at getting those real world perspectives from fleets and that are, you know, those data-driven perspectives. And also, you know, from the drivers who had to overcome some challenges and had success in this work, which is really new and uncharted territory for a lot of us right now. I, I'm hesitant. I say this a lot. I'm hesitant to call this a transformation because it's, you know, it's kind of easy to think that, you know, the challenges we have right now are, you know, no one's ever had before, but, you know, oftentimes, um, you know, we can look at history and, and you know, the, the change is, is a lot more, is a lot smaller than, that, you know, than maybe we think when we're in the throes of it. But boy, I tell you, you know, the more we get into battery electric trucks, hydrogen, um, you know, fuel cell and hydrogen engines and, you know, what's going on in the renewable space with natural gas and diesel and so forth, and and how we're going to respond to not only the sustainability drive of the the public and the planet and, you know, boardrooms, but also the regulations that, you know, that are, that are upon us. So I, um, you know, I I do think we're in a transformation. And so I I think that that makes our, our, like our collective work, more important. Yeah. And I think the only reason, you know, I give you an A rather than an A plus is that I do believe that since you used to work for a truck OEM, that some unbiased, just thought leadership on how OEMs are really ramping up their efforts to meet these more stringent regulations that are coming down the pike and that are here today, I think would be really helpful coming from NACFI. Um, So, and selfishly, it would help me out too. And, you know, selfishly as a journalist, when you do press conferences at TMC, if you could bring like a fleet or a driver to come along with you to chat with the media, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I think um, you bring up a really good point. I mean, people oftentimes describe NACFI as a fleet organization. And, you know, we've never, 
We've never, we've always said that our first audience are the fleets who are making decisions on, you know, do I buy low rolling resistance tires or aerodynamics or how do I get into electric trucks? And so they are our first audience, but we've always been quick to say that, you know, we're going to work with the entire industry and the, the whole industry is an audience. But um, I think we can be more direct with what different parts of the industry should do. Um, you know, I, at uh, TMC this year, I mean, I, I said very bluntly, and this is an example of what we probably don't do enough of, but I said very bluntly that, you know, the truck builders need to behave with respect to really bringing the best technology, the best truck to each fleet user and the individual, you know, trucks and routes that they're operating in. You know, we can't, you know, diesel's been very forgiving and that we can put a diesel truck into a lot of applications now to, to really be winners in this new new world of powertrains. You know, we got to make sure that the customers that should be using natural gas, the truck builders are suggesting that and moving forward and not trying to, you know, sell them, sell them something that they think they might want or whatever. So I, I, I appreciate that. Um, tell us about you. I mean, how did you get, I, I always get a kick out of how we get to where we are in our careers, particularly with people who are, I guess, passionate as, as you are with um, trucking and journalism and so forth. So walk us through how you, how you got to this and, and, and why, why trucking for a career? Sure. Uh, I initially got my start in journalism in 2008. I was working for a weekly newspaper in Connecticut called the Middlebury Bee Intelligencer. Um, after that, I worked for the daily newspaper a little bit in the area. I covered everything from town politics, police, fire, education, town budgets, and all the local happenings in the community. I attended journalism school during that time, so I was getting that kind of real world experience, um, which was pretty cool. And then I went on to another brand of community newspapers uh, before really starting my first job in B2B, which was at Fleet Owner in 2015. And I took a little bit of a break for about two years um, from Fleet Owner to go cover the waste and recycling industry. And I helped put on the Waste Expo show, uh, which was very cool. Um, but then when I had the opportunity to come back here to Fleet Owner, it was a no-brainer because I just feel like at this point now, trucking and transportation is in my blood. So I'm here to stay. I did a time in the refuse business when I was at International. And I remember um, going to a number of waste expos. So uh, it's the uh, you know the cleanest, Garbage truck you'll ever be around are at Waste Expo. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, absolutely. But even the ones in my neighborhood, they're so cool with the automatic arms. And, you know, I yeah. always look at them and it's, you don't have the safety issue anymore of handlers riding on the back of the truck because there were so many fatalities, uh, clearly, you know, when that was happening. So it's cool to see the technology and automation even there, you know, in that segment. I feel that working in this industry is very fulfilling and whether it's here at Fleet Owner or anywhere else, I just the lasting friendship and connections that I've made. All the industry journalists too, as you know, we're, we're a pretty tight knit group and it's just this industry with everything that you mentioned too, with the technology and the innovation, it's just so easy to fall in love with because it really is so collaborative and everyone works so hard. and 
everyone is passionate and you can just feel the passion when you talk to people, even when I'm interviewing a new person, you know, I feel like I learned something new every single day. And this industry is one where you can start out doing one thing and then you could end up doing something totally different still within the industry. And I love that aspect of it. So, yeah, I really get that. And I, I think that, um, that that definitely exists, and 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 that's good for the audience of this podcast. We have a lot of people who are new to the trucking industry. Um, you know, whether they uh, came into it, at, you know, we got a lot of startups, we got a lot of investors, we have uh, you know state and federal regulators that are starting to work on trucks that never have before. So the audience is kind of new. So I do think that this is an industry that it it's just a great place for young people too who who maybe don't know what they want and don't necessarily think of our industry at all as a viable career path, but it really is. And it's so much fun. And yeah, I wouldn't recommend it, you know, any more than I already have. I can't. Yeah. So I kind of, I had it on my list of possible questions for you. So you're, you're, you're taking me there. I mean, um, <laughs> how do you view diversity and inclusion? I mean, I, I remember, you know, for the trucking industry. And, you know, I, I, you know, it wasn't that many years ago, maybe 20 years, 10 years where, um, you know, most meetings I was in most industry events I was at, um, it was a, a white men's trucking industry and, um, boy, it sure feels different. The data is starting to show that I think women in trucking say that we're at 13% women truck drivers. I saw some data from, um, recently around, um, you know, C-suite trucking companies, whether they're manufacturers or so forth for, um, for women, um, minorities now in truck driving, I think minorities are now a majority, um, uh, you know, and, and, uh, it just feels like we're making a lot of good progress. Um, now I think our starting point, uh, compared with maybe other industries was, you know, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, farther behind, um, but I, I'm seeing that show up in, I think, better decisions, better discussions. Uh, what are you seeing? I, I agree that the industry has made a great deal of progress over the last decade or so. Um, I also appreciate, too, that the federal government kind of has stepped in with FMCSA Women of Trucking Advisory Board. I think that that's a really crucial initiative to help shed light on some of the ongoing issues that still occur, you know, for women in the industry. So, yep. you know, some harassment and some of those training issues that maybe I, I broached on just a little bit earlier. Um, when it comes to diversity and, and inclusion overall, I, I see that fleets really are making it a point to be intentional about those inclusion efforts, which is fantastic. And I also give credit too to, you know, newer groups in the grassroots organizations like the Next Generation in Trucking and co-founder, you know, Lindsay Trent, who's, she's doing so much work to add, advocate for more career-based technical education in middle schools and high schools around the country. And I think that that helps too, just driving that diversity and inclusion and attracting more young talent into our industry. It's just, I, I really like to see that, you know, diversity inclusion is kind of just becoming implemented into the culture overall. Right. And it's just, you know, something that needs to keep on happening and that we just all really need to be intentional about and mindful of. 
Yeah, another thing that that I along these lines that I find interesting is, you know, we we all are quick to talk about how much we love the industry and and you know how how um, interesting it is and so forth. But uh, you know, and and we're seeing less of uh, what I would have called you know a number of years ago. But yeah, I wouldn't want my child to be a truck driver. I wouldn't want um, this. You know, we were. I think even ourselves internally, as well as the public, was you know, fairly negative around truck driving and around our industry. But I've seen that turn. I mean, I, you know, when we do a lot of interviews, I've, I've had, um, you know, uh, a, a Volvo executive told me that, you know, they used to go to, you know, colleges to to interview for engineers or, um, you know, accountants or whatever. And and it was very difficult to, to have people and, uh, you know, apply and be interested to work for a truck company. And he said that that's just like turned over incredibly. Now they've got long lines. They've got people excited about, you know, things like, you know, connectivity, all these computers in the trucks, all the, the electrification, the automation, you know, all these things that, you know, are um, right in front of us. And some of us are like, oh, that's tough. And this is challenging and so forth. But that's also bringing a, a lot of talent that's excited that would have never come into trucking before. And so I am I, I am really thrilled with that. I don't know what where that fits in the, you know, diversity inclusion, just like the creativeness, the, um, the excitement in the industry. But it's, um, I think it's definitely part of it. A lot of it has to do with Gen Z too, feeling like they really want to do something impactful and meaningful and what better industry to be in than the trucking industry and moving freight. And like you said, with just the clean energies, you know, or the the clean energy technologies and automation and all the things that we have now to make the job safer for people, I, I, I do think it's a very appealing industry for people to get into. All right. Well, we'll, we'll call that a public service announcement from Mike and Christina <laughs> on uh, the, the industry. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. What What's the kind of a, a, you know, one or two like big advice you would give um, to, to people around having a successful career and, and um, you know, making a difference in trucking. So what, 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 what kind of, uh, and maybe this is just what, whatever comes to mind for you. Yeah read everything that you can. The The way I learned the industry, obviously, was reading and then just getting out on the road and talking to people, attending trade shows, maybe if that's something you don't normally do. Um, consider joining industry associations and some task force meetings and groups. I, I think that there's just a wealth of knowledge out there And people in this industry really do want to share that knowledge to just make it a better place for everyone to work. Fantastic. We'll close there. And I know if anybody wants to ask Christina or I or anybody, I'm sure most of us are really open to sharing and helping you figure out what those different areas of opportunity are. So thanks for joining me, Christina. It's been a lot of fun. Looking forward to seeing you at the next truck show. Oh, yeah. This has been great. Highlight of my day. So thank you so much for having me. Freight Efficiency with NACFI's Mike Roth and Friends. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to support NACFI's work, please visit nacfi.org support and click on the donate button. Thank you in advance.